welcome. You've got mail. Hey there, folks. Welcome to TechStream. My name is Seth Everett. His name is Shelly Palmer. One of these days, he's going to open the show. I'm going to just sit there mm-hmm. because, let's face it, this is such, the intros are so hard. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Shelly. <laughs> How are you? How are you? I'm good. The thing that bothers me the most in my life is when I forget a password. <laughs> How my, kid, my kid is watching Friends on HBO Max, my, my 13-year-old. And she's coming in and I'm half asleep. And she says, it logged me out of HBO Max. I don't know the password. <laughs> help me. So, you know, Seth, everybody's got password managers. They don't help you much for HBO. They don't help you much for the ones. No, where, because of multiple devices. Yeah, there's a lot of different devices. You never quite are where you need to be. And then Google suggests a password, right? It's like 56 letters. Yep. They say, oh, don't worry. You'll never have to remember this. It'll remember this. And then I go to my iPad and it's not there. Right. This happens all the time, especially when everyone's logged into different accounts to do different things. You know, you're mentioning that your kid is watching then, but you don't know, is she logged into your account, her account, which right. device? So yeah, the password managers sort of break down when everybody has different uh, personas. However, the good news is, the very good news is that we are one step closer to a passwordless future, finally. Tell me. Well, so Fido, the fast online identity people, fast Sit, ID Fido. Online. Sit. Yeah, Good right. Job. Fido, fast um, identity online, right? Fido. Yeah. Uh, fast ID online. Yes. F-I-D-O. Um, which started in 2013, so it's not all that fast when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, it's like this alliance has been around a long time, but this week, finally, Apple, Google, and Microsoft committed to really expanded support for FIDO, and they are going to accelerate the, the availability of a passwordless world, and it is really exciting to me. Uh, the way it's going to work is really interesting. You're going to have a cryptographic hash in your phone that you know nothing about. That's like it's public private. It's public key encryption. So it sort of works the same mechanism that a uh, secure website works with a secure socket or even cryptocurrency. So it's good old fashioned public key cryptography. What happens is you authenticate with your phone and then it'll be just like opening an app. It, you, you do it once and it knows whether it's your computer or it's your phone. Once you're in, you're in. It's going to be that simple. You unlock your phone and you won't need a password anymore. As long as you're into your phone, you're going to be into your web, whatever website it is. Now, th- does that mean face ID? Um, it, it depends how your phone authenticates, but they will store all of these public keys for you in a central database. That... And does this matter if it's if it's a Samsung or an iPhone? Does no, that... no. No, to be in what were a Windows computer or an Apple computer. So for everything, uh, a lot of pretty much everyone's in the FIDO alliance, but the ones you care about are the finally the ones who got together. You got Apple, Google and Microsoft finally committing that they're going to, you know, they're going to get this done. And it's been it's just been so long. I mean, it's crazy how long this has taken. But we're way overdue for it. Everybody gets annoyed by passwords. Seth, you get annoyed. I get annoyed. Everybody gets annoyed. So, 
you know, here we go. And of course, it's not well, going to happen. I, what I don't understand, everybody's trying to help. You know, Google does a great job with their Chrome, I think. Yeah. They do a wonderful job, but not everything is Google. And if I go to the Ticketmaster app, that's not through Google. And I just saved my Ticketmaster password on Google. And I did one of these bonkers passwords. See, it's not even, they don't want you using easy passwords well they need they, they give you the option for manual and you can do it and Seinfeld's was Jorel. i remember that <laughs> look you know passwords are interesting since they exist right now we should probably talk about it because it's not going to happen overnight even if they get all this together by the end of the year it's going to take quite a few years for every website in the world to log on to this thing how many people's passwords are fido <laughs> here's how you do passwords there are um, a lot of misunderstandings about what a secure password is. A secure password, Seth, is the longest possible alphanumeric password with a special character or two you can put together. And I used to tell people take phrases like, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. Uh -huh. Take the first letter of each one. And you could use LEET. I don't know if you remember what LEET is, L-E-E-T. That's that sort of weird little language where you use numbers as letters, like a three is an S, right? And and an I is a one, and P, an F is a five. Okay. That, there's, there's a whole chart of that. So I used to tell people, take a phrase like, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, and figure out what some of it is in letters and leap. And that would be a great password you'd never forget because you know you have a favorite sure. phrase, the Wizard of Oz, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And it's like, you can use that and add a couple numbers to it, five, six, seven, Asterisk, asterisk. Oh, I have a great whatever, one. you know. I, I have a great four-digit code. It's my bicycle chain from when I was eight years old. There you go. Because my parents made me, they they said, whatever you do, do yeah. not forget <laughs> that for those four numbers. I have never forgotten those four numbers. That's my ATM code. It is the end of every uh all of my passwords. Uh -oh. And no one knows what that is because you don't know what my bike code is, come find my bicycle. That's where it is. But the problem is that with a four digit code, it's crackable, but in a modern computer. Well, no, 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 it's not my only password. Exactly. I'm just saying right. it's part of my- We're talking seconds. So the way that I would tell everyone to do passwords now is different than what I said five, seven years ago, where I was telling everybody, choose a phrase. Uh, I think we're gonna need a bigger boat, you know, and just grab the first letter off of each. If I could change, you could change. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Now what you do, is you take the longest number of nonsense words you can come up with in a row. Touch. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, no, that's an actual sentence. And so, but you could have, you could have strange popcorn, soda bottle, oh, Rubik's Cube as a, as a password. And, and then, then you I have would to remember, but then you have to remember a number. A, a special character, capitals and lowercase. Yeah, so you can use like your, a lot of people, what I tell them to do is get a sequence that you like, number, number, exclamation point, hashtag, asterisk, or whatever that you yep. like as a sequence. That I agree. Yep. Your, your, your bike code yep. and three characters. That's right. That's exactly tacked, right. Tacked on the end of the longest number of nonsense words that the password will allow you to have. Yep. So what I mean, by, they, they can be real words. So you can remember them. Uh, switch, Apple, <laughs> umbrella, you know, 
And I mean, Windows the better than Max. Yeah, but and you know, try to keep it not in, in sentences. Try to just make right. these words random words, and then you whatever a few numbers and a couple characters after it, or in the middle of it. Like you know, a lot of times what what I'll say to people is take your first word, put your character sequence, number character sequence, then three more words. Generally, um, older websites limit you to eight or twelve or sixteen characters. Uh, so it must be more than 16, less than 24 characters long. Those, those are hopefully people are getting rid of those now, those restrictions, because literally the longer the password is, the better off everybody is. Um, longer than 18 characters, alphanumeric, and you're going you're gonna to be in great shape. 24 characters is better. 36 characters is better. The longer the password is. And, you know, people used to say, well, then I, I, I end up with this crazy gobbledygook password. It's not the complexity of a password. Even a co complex eight-character password is, is relatively easy to crack by just straight brute force computing. So you can't, you can't rely on, on super cryptic passwords that are short. A very uncryptic password that you can easily remember that's really long, those are hard, especially if you throw in some alphanumeric characters. Uh, it's just, you know, the stats on that are pretty straight up. So that's my recommendation until the passwordless world shows up. And then it's passwordless time. I can't wait for it. I, I literally. No, can't. no, I, I understand the enthusiasm, but the cynic in me, how many episodes of this podcast have we done about things being hacked? You want less passwords? Yes, I do, because they'll be more secure. Passwords are easy unless you do what I've just said. And most websites don't allow you to have super long passwords. Again, they limit your character numbers and they're asking you to go cryptic, but cryptic doesn't help you in any way. For example, an 18 character numbers only password would take three weeks approximately to crack. If it was all lowercase letters, it would take 2 million years. If it was lower and uppercase letters, like 467 billion years. If it was numbers, uppercase and lowercase letters, like 11 trillion years and if you had numbers uppercase letters lowercase letters and symbols it's 438 trillion years at 18 characters if it were four characters numbers only is instant letters only is instant upper or lowercase it's instant it's just done instantly the first time you run into any trouble at all is at 12 characters a 12 character all number password two seconds to crack lowercase letters two days upper and lowercase 24 years Numbers upper lowercase 200 years and 3000 years numbers upper lowercase letters and symbols. And that's if you only went all if you went all the way to 12 characters. So could you invent a 12 character password that had a couple words in it that you knew and your byte code and your number sequence, which, by the way, half of the password is your byte code, and your number sequence. So now you need two funny words and right. you're and you're out there at 34 years to crack. Um, for a 10 character one and 3000 years for a 12 character one. So I think we can all come up with 12 characters. They have four, four numbers, four, four symbols and, and characters, and then a couple of words, and then you're good. You're totally good. You're at, you know, you're thousands of years to crack. And until you're ready, that's about as secure as you're ever gonna get. And 12 character minimum for me, I'd like to see it at 16, because then it really takes time really well, takes time what i've always done is i've had like a donut phrase so like my first three or four letters are like just like something connected that i'll never forget mm -hmm. you know like you know kit 
right? Just because I'm a night runner, not right. So K I T T, and then if it's um, if it's Netflix, my password would be Kit Netflix. My bike code. If it's HBO Max, it's Kit HBO Max. My bike code. You realize you've just told everybody in the world how to do your thing, right? No, but you don't know what my kit is, and you don't know what my bike code is. Oh, so it's not actually kit. No. <laughs> I was sitting here typing in kit and just trying to figure out your bike code right now. So, because you know Netflix is all over the password sharing thing, I'm figuring I'll just like mooch off of Seth on Netflix. <laughs> you know, kit Netflix and Seth's bike code. I'm like, how many? That'd be so awesome. How, <laughs> be an awesome. How password. many numbers could that be? It's only gonna take me a few minutes to figure that out. Yeah, but that's exactly how to that couple to of me months. that's that's the way to remember yeah like, but you got to use nonsense words you can't use you can't use words words in sentence like don't use the word netflix on netflix folks just don't do it just don't do it hmm. never never do it just don't do it it's like not smart not that it matters if someone rips off your netflix account like that's not the part you care about and on bank accounts and other stuff the long long and strong long and strong and strong means upper and lower case so I always start with an uppercase letter, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's the second letter. Sometimes it's the third letter. Sometimes it's the second word. Sometimes. It's but the do you save word. that somewhere so you don't have to remember? So it's interesting that you say that because what I do with my passwords, the ones that are not in a password manager, and I use Google Password Manager and I use one password. So um you know i'm not recommending either of those i'm just saying that's what i use and it's more habit than anything else i think i spend money on one password too by the way like google is free but what i do with all my passwords is um you know microsoft and mac os both allow you to encrypt a file end to end um very easily you could also encrypt your hard drives but but encrypt a file. So what I do, and then you can password protect a Word document uh, very easily or a PDF file. You can password protect an individual document. So what I do is in an encrypted folder on an encrypted document, I have all of my passwords. Uh, I And then that file is stored in a place where my family can get to it. And it's, it's the backup to the password managers, because I think that's really important. Like, I, I, you know, when I started it in earnest, Seth, when I started to get deep, deep, deep into crypto, and, you know, with all your cryptocurrency, your crypto wallets, you can't share your keys with anyone, and you shouldn't share your passwords either. But it, since it, it's the only instance of the crypto, like, it's the only way to get to it is to be able to get into the wallet. You need to be able to do that. So uh, maybe I'm just going to go back maybe 10 years now. About 10 years ago, I really started to get serious about my password protection when I when I was then it was all software wallets. And I've been into hardware wallets for a long time now. Sure. But um, but even so, the hardware wallets have passwords. Right. So that I started to have to be very um, diligent about two things one encrypting these files in a pretty serious way for a minute i was using these jump drives that are uh hardware encrypted and they're, they're good because you can you use have them to, on you have to plug it into your computer right it looks like a jump drive it's got a keypad on it but it 
they are good on Mac or PC. They don't care. Whereas the when I do the encrypted files, it's either a Mac file or a PC file or a Windows file or a Mac file. But when you use the hardware jump drives, you can use them in anything, right? It doesn't care. So for a while I was doing that. Then I decided, nah, I'll keep the Windows stuff, Windows and the Mac stuff, Mac, and, and I'll be good about the encryption, confuse the hell out of the hack would be hackers because I won't really know which is which or what's what. Um, but one way or the other, that's how you do it. You, you basically long, strong passwords. And yes, I like one password. There's a couple others. I'm, I don't endorse any password managers, but I like password managers as a software class of software. And I also like Google's free password manager. I don't mind Apple's free uh, password manager either. I tell well, you what, I'm, not, I'm not going for the free ones. What I'm saying is the multiple device ones. Like that's the hard part. Yes. Google's great at it, by the way, because it really doesn't care what device you're on. Apple has a little issue with iCloud and your MetaMask keys. So you got to be yep. careful there. If you're a MetaMask user, Apple iCloud, you got to be super careful about your crypto stuff because there's a couple of vulnerabilities there. You should read about them. Forewarned is forearmed. And if you're going to use a free password manager, the one I like the best of all of them is the Google password manager. That's my favorite of all of them. If you're using a free one and paid, you know, just pick the one you like. I, I don't want to endorse anybody. It's, it's a crazy world. I love the idea that less will become more. That's the thing. Like, if you don't have to think about all of what we're doing, and this podcast becomes beyond outdated, but we're in a secure, safer world, that would be wonderful. That would be awesome. Let us hope Fido gets happening soon. I'm going to have Fido everywhere. I'm looking forward to it. Well, before we wrap up for the, uh, the week, uh, there's a lot of buzz going on about this uh, little foray into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Aha. Uh-huh. I just want to give a homework assignment to anyone who's planning on seeing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Go get Disney Plus. Remember your password. <laughs> sign in and watch the nine at half hours of WandaVision because Doctor Strange will make so much more sense if you see the show WandaVision. Oh, and then watch the 30 or so other Marvel movies. But WandaVision, that's the key to the whole thing. Watch WandaVision before you see Doctor Strange. Did you see Doctor Strange? I did, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a great... It's There's Mostly a lot because you, there. Because you've watched WandaVision, of course. Well, I, I, I thought the emotional connection has to do with WandaVision. If you saw WandaVision, especially the last scene that I've been angry about, um, you will really, really embrace. If you like Sam Raimi and you like Evil Dead and you liked the Spider-Man films, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, this has a very serious uh, horror theme to it. And that's never been done in a Marvel movie. I would say that if you have a 10-year-old, they're probably fine. But a five-year-old would have nightmares. Um, and there's a lot of cameos. So don't leave. Like, pay attention. And if you know anything about your Marvel world, there are some really cool cameos. So that's good to know. Speaking <laughs> of Spider-Man, did you, the Spider-Man No, 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 way, way, home. no yeah. way Home movie, was that yes or no? Thumbs up, thumbs down for you. Thumbs up. It's a definite thumbs up. I just think the Tom Holland character 
is the dumbest Spider-Man I've ever seen in any iteration of any kind. You want Shit to... just happens to him. Wow. Yeah. And it, it, it just, if you look at him in, in the Tom Holland, Tom Holland is a wonderful actor. But Tom Holland, since the minute he was in the MCU, has been dumber, dumber, dumbest, dumb. And the whole idea of No Way Home's plot, which I don't want to give away, is something dumb that, that Tom Holland's character did. That Peter Parker is a dumb ass. <laughs> and what Spider-Man is, is the best hero of Marvel. And having Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in there, you realize what they are, are superheroes. And Tom Holland is the accidental hero, the oops hero. Is that a is that a misrepresentation of the Stan Lee character or is totally. that just, totally uh, the, what I think they did right is the high school and the problems that he has as Peter. But the decisions that this Peter makes are stupid. And Spider-Man is heroic. He's the best of them all. He's the best superhero that Marvel ever created. He should not be. I mean, just look at the, the second Spider-Man film, the, the Mysterio one. Mm -hmm. Oops. Oh, you gave him the, 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 all the technology. I, oops. I, oh, that was so dumb of me. Oh, dumb. Oh, Nick Fury tricked me. Oh, shucks. In the first Spider-Man movie, he gets locked in a garage for a night. He's a dumb ass. I, I really cannot argue any of that because I used to love Spider-Man and I do love not. Love Spider-Man. Oh, not, I love Spider-Man. Do and not I, love what they've done to it. So I, I, at least I feel like I'm not alone now because I was feeling like no, maybe I'm. It's a, but it's a great movie. It's a great movie. All three of the Spider-Man movies are good movies. That character is a dummy. Yeah, I'm going to go. And so that. what I want is for Spider-Man to be heroic. And in Avengers Endgame, you know, he gets the gauntlet. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet and he's got to mm -hmm. take it to the promised land and he gets overrun and all the women uh, the, the, have to rescue him. Now, it was a great moment to see all those female superheroes all rescue him. But why can't Spider-Man ever be the hero? And half the world gets turned into feathers or sawdust or whatever that stuff was <laughs> in Infinity War. And he's the only one that cried. He's the only one that cried. I guess there's no crying in Marvel Comics. He is a, oh, he's a dummy. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to, to tell us how you feel, Seth. And I feel that. Go that, see one. Do I'll, not. We are not doing another episode until you go see WandaVision. You have a long flight to Europe. I do. You have a long flight to Europe. I want all nine episodes on that airplane. I, I will download all of it. I made it only through three quarters of episode one and then thought to myself, okay. I'm not sure this is for me. And I think it's episode everyone, three. Everyone told me I have to do it. Like everybody told me. And well, I, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. They, Disney Plus, remember, that was the first Disney Plus show. Yes. And that was in the heart of the pandemic. Yes. That was in the COVID. The, the no, absolutely. And I the had original other... plan was all three for episodes were going to be released in one night. And when COVID hit and everybody was stuck, they stretched it out and they changed it to have one a week. They were supposed to do it in threes. Uh -huh. And you saw the first one and it made no sense. And I will agree with you. The first episode of WandaVision makes no sense. The ninth episode of WandaVision will make you throw something out of your airplane. 
Interesting. And then no, you'll see not- Doctor Strange and you'll go like, oh, that's why he said that. So everybody's told me that everybody's told me that I, I have need to give one division at least through ep- episode three, everyone. And I at least, you know, I've sort of been I had used up the Internet and I now I've been like deep into other stuff. And right now I'm watching First Lady and Gaslit. So I'm like, oh, cool. Super deep into those. But I will. You know what? I've got a massive plane ride going to Germany. Going to Germany next week. So that's cool. So I will, uh, yeah, yeah. go see WandaVision. And I will say this, uh, you know, also about uh, Wanda, um, because it's been out for so long, it's not a spoiler. I'm going to give you one little teaser. Episode three ties into Infinity War and Endgame. Okay, now I'm characters that you meet are from the Ant-Man movie and the Thor movie in WandaVision. Love it. Yeah, I get it. That's the right thing to do. And then I can go and see Doctor Strange available only in theaters when I come back. But when you see the end of WandaVision, I want a text message from you. Yes. Before you see Doctor Strange. And I'll tell you exactly what what is so ridiculous about the final scene in WandaVision. The final scene in WandaVision is something that literally I rewatched and rewatched and rewatched. And I wanted to throw my monitor out, out, out the window. And... You'll see why when you see Doctor. This is the kind of passion you get at TechStream. Seth Everett losing his mind. (laughs) We'll Well see you next week. Well done, you. 